You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser. Of course, one of the ways you can listen to RPR is our app. If you don't have it, download it. Go to the App Store, Real Presence Radio. Once you have it, you can listen to everything, our podcasts, everything. Reflections, daily mass readings, submit a prayer request. I don't know, might even make you a ham sandwich. Well, not on Friday in Lent, but I mean, yeah, maybe a tuna sandwich, you know, but it does everything for you. So go ahead and get the app. I did it myself, gosh, months ago. If I can do it, you can do it. So take a moment and download that RPR app. All right, I was going to mention about Paul Carson here at the top, but Gregory just did that. So again, 10.30 a.m. Monday, Dr. Paul Carson will be talking about the coronavirus. Now we're going on to this group that is working to set the church on fire through music and worship of Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. We have Andrea Thomas here from the Vigil Project to share about that. And of course, they're coming to the Diocese of Fargo's Redeem Conference. Welcome, Andrea. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. We love it. We just love talking with people like you who are really just setting their faith on fire by using the gifts and charisms that God has given. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Andrea, and how you came to be part of this project. Sure. So, uh, well, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, so mm-hmm. I don't know how the weather's holding up up there in, uh, in Fargo, but um, it's nice and cold, but sunny here, and I grew up here, so I'm originally from Ohio. Um, my background is actually in performing arts, so the single place, I actually like distinctly remember being like, Lord, anywhere but Christian music and definitely <laughs> anywhere but Catholic music, like any, anywhere else you want me sounds good. And my, my background is, is uh, like I said, like in the arts. And so musical theater was kind of like my first artistic love. I got super involved um, in high school. Um, went on to start studying um, commercial vocal performance is what we called it. And that was at Belmont University in Nashville. And um, my story is kind of funny. I ended up touring with VeggieTales Live, believe it or not. If you know the, the kids show, VeggieTales oh, absolutely. Like Live. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was very much like a musical theater-esque tour. It was actually a hundred shows all over the country. So that was wow. a really extraordinary experience. Um, I had to take off a semester of college to do that. And then I'll never forget on that tour, um, that the Lord just, uh, you know, it's hard, unless you've had this experience, it's hard to put into words, but when you just know he's asking you to do something that just really is beyond what would be on paper the, no- the normal right next thing to do. So I just did this first national tour, um, was feeling really great, and I just remember him really asking me to step away from music and step away from um, this life of kind of like performance, and that was really hard. So I ended up making the, a tough, really tough choice, um, but it was the right peaceful decision to transfer, and I did that. I transferred up to Franciscan University over in Steubenville, which is where I finished my studies, um, in finance, marketing, and theology. And so the funny thing is, people say all the time, like, music, theology, and business, what an interesting combo. And the funny thing is, I actually use every one of those every day now. So fast forward, um, we can't see what God sees. And so um, I ended up becoming, that's when I started writing, was when I made that transfer. I was probably going through, you know, just kind of the, 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 those moments in life where you just are introspective, and that's when my writing really began as a musician. And um, ended up um, 
kind of meeting other musicians within the Catholic sphere that tends to happen, you know, when you're kind of working within a certain arena, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so um, eventually I was in New Orleans with work, and that's where I lived after college, and that's where I came into, in touch with the guys that ended up being um, not only some of my dearest friends, but um, but the guys that we've all partnered together to form the Vigil Project, which is just an amazing story of how God brought that together. Great. We're talking with Andrea Thomas here. Wonderful thing about the story. And if, if I heard you right, Andrea, I think, didn't you say back in the beginning, it's like, hey, Lord, anywhere but Christian music, anywhere but Catholic music. Is that right? Is, is that what you kind of told the Lord? <laughs> that is, yes, correct. <laughs> Watch what you say, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I, and you know, the thing, I, I really did have this aversion to being put into a box. And I mm-hmm. think um, <clears throat> one thing that has been really beautiful with starting this ministry. And again, it was a bit of a, we didn't really know what the Lord was really inviting us into at the beginning. We totally thought it was just going to be a bunch of friends that are musicians and writers that came together for a one-time project. And Mm -hmm. that was the start of our first album. Mm -hmm. Um, And now we're elevated to a full ministry and our, our, our mission is to make music for for the Catholic journey. Um, And the neat thing about that is that, you know, for a long, long time, I mean, millennia, the Catholic Church not only encouraged good art, but actually has commissioned some of the greatest pieces of art that you and I know and love. Music, mm-hmm. literature, visual art. The Church was uh, such a patron and, and, and loved the anthem of beauty. Mm-hmm. And so exactly. for whatever reason, in the last several hundred years, in large part, really, I think historically it's probably been since the Reformation, a lot of that like high, high excellence of art in the Church, uh, in large part, was lost. And so... Um, I think what's been really beautiful is I, it's being part of this era where I'm seeing so many beautiful things now come back into sort of that high excellence within the Church and wanting to elevate uh, beautiful things and wanting to perpetuate amazing art, because the reality is, you asked at the beginning how our ministry draws people to the Lord and to the Blessed Sacrament. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B, and so... Anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. So true. We're talking with Andrea Thomas or the Vigil Project. Well, you, you just hit on it, right? I mean, the way of beauty, right? I mean, in this day and age, what's good, what's true, what's beautiful? Truth, if you just start talking truth to someone on the street, yeah, you know, what's good? Yeah, well, I've got my own opinion on that too. But there is that way of beauty that really draws people in. And you, you guys have hit on it. That's wonderful. So tell us a little bit now about how it actually started. So you kind of got together with some friends, you started writing, you maybe did one event, and then probably people said, hey, would you do this somewhere else? How did this all evolve into what it is now? Um, yeah, so it's, it's very interesting how, um, I, I seriously, four years later, God is still laughing. You know what I mean? Where he's like, ha gotcha. And, but basically, all there was a group of uh, several of us, so probably six, six people, seven people, um, and I, myself, Greg and Lizzie Boudreaux, who are a married couple that are writers together, wonderful, Sean Williams, who's a amazing uh, instrumentalist and producer in Nashville, John Finch is one of the artists that partnered at the very beginning, um, and is still a huge part of what we do. Um, gosh, we partnered with Dan Johnson and 4PM Media, which is an amazing videography Catholic organization in the Mobile area. And we were all kind of in these, this southern part of the country at the time. I was in New Orleans. And um, and a couple of other people that it, we just kind of realized there was this common uh, reality within what we 
we're searching for with music, and that was this. It was highly ironic that we were young Catholics within, you know, the church, artists ourselves, and yet more often than not, when we were approaching our liturgical seasons, and at the time it was Lent and Easter, so this was four years ago, plus a little bit, because we were approaching Lent at the time, mm-hmm. and we realized, like, my gosh, we are we are often going outside of the confines of the Catholic Church to find new music to pray with, to bring back into the Catholic fold. And we just thought, gosh, that just seems so out of order. Like, Mm -hmm. why would we not have, you know, a copious amount, uh, a prolific amount of beautiful music that's consistently coming out that we can pray with as Catholics within the Church? And so that was really the spark of inspiration that really the question was, like, maybe we're supposed to write some, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we did. We did, and that was that. We really thought it was going to be a one-time project, and you were exactly right. What happened was that project released, and the two questions that people invited us or asked us to do was one: Would you guys do this for the other liturgical seasons of the year and devotional life for the church? And two: Would you bring these songs to our community? And that was that was our first mission tour. That was the birth of our first mission tour, and we're in the middle of our ninth right now. So that's crazy. Exciting. So is this a full-time minister for all of you, or do you guys have other jobs as well? Well, it's been of late, especially the last 12 months, it has become a lot more Um, Mm full-time. It's been sort of a startup from the beginning, to be honest with you, because we we really were caught off guard that so much of this has sort of come to fruition and grown how it has. Mm -hmm. And the anthem of our group has very much just been like, we're only, we're supposed to do the next right step. And so... At the beginning, and, you know, there's still moments where you just make it work because that's the, that's the call. We're really excited to be a nonprofit now, so that's really helped us, um, and we're still very much in growth mode. So um, I think 2020 is going to be a big year for us. It already really has been, but it is becoming more full-time, praise God. That's exciting, Andrew. And I see how you used your business degree to, there. You said startups. Yeah, that's a business term right there, see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's get on to this because I think people are really interested in this. So take us to this idea of combining music, worship, blessed sacrament, how that music just draws you and the crowd deeper into relationship with Christ. What's the goal and what have you experienced yourself and seen others experience at these events? Yeah. Pope Benedict XVI, he has this beautiful quote, um, and it's, when man comes into contact with God, mere speech is not enough. And he goes on to say, areas of his existence are awakened that spontaneously turn into song. Um, and that quote uh, is actually kind of like, it, it's, it's been very much at the nucleus of, of our exploration. Because here's the thing, even when you're doing beautiful ministry and uh, God's inviting you into service, the, the danger, I think, sometimes, because we're so excited about it, we're so passionate, sometimes we can miss what God's doing in our own hearts. You know, and so like, especially me, I'm my person, like my personality being like a, like take the bull by the horns. I love growing things. I love numbers. It's like, I love all the things that the reality is like, God wants to change me. He wants to change me first. Like it's my moment of conversion first before I can go out and do anything. Um, and so I think, um, within kind of exploring the reality that, that song is something like that is a gift that is given to us from God. That's not something that I make and give to the world as an artist mm-hmm. first. That's, that's the response. First, it's given to me. And so I think like the reality that it's, that's an incredible gift, you know, for, that God has given to us. Um, and also that's been a really beautiful, very unexpected part of what we do is kind of the global, um, 
universal, you know, effect that we're, 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 we are seeing. I've seen, in theory, having studied theology and all of that, like, we know the Catholic Church is universal. Like, those are all things I know in my mind. But it's been a really amazing experience for all of us in this ministry to see, even if people don't sing English, like, the countries, that first album, to give you an idea, was when we released that four years ago, within a month's time, it was viewed in a hundred countries. Wow. And I think seeing that effect and just seeing the commonality within humanity and what God made us for um, has just been a really, really, really beautiful, um, a beautiful experience. We're talking with Andrea Thomas here about the Vigil Project. I don't know if you've ever heard a guy named Mac Davis, Andrea, but quickly he wrote a song, I Believe in Music, I Believe in Love. The one verse says, Music is the universal language and love is the key. So anyway, mm, you're, you're too young so to remember true. that. It, it, it wasn't really a Christian song, but it, it just kind of fit there. Well, let's talk about your coming. March 27th yes. and 28th, to, uh, the yes, Women's Conference. Tell so us about thrilled. that. They, yes. What, what can people expect when they come? To encounter Jesus, I'm sure. Okay, so we just had some problem. We just lost Andrew. She's going to tell us. I'll tell you a little bit about the conference. It's uh, March 27th to 28th, Diocese of Fargo's Women's Conference. You can go to the diocesan page if you want more information. Uh, what I was going to ask her is I said, what what are people going to encounter? And and if we don't get her back, I'm thinking what you're going to encounter is, number one, notice how humble she is. It's all God, right? God changed my heart. You're going to encounter Jesus Christ. Let's just put it, boom, simply that, right? And the classical thing that we have Oh, Andrea, good. Thanks for coming back. Uh, tell our listeners what they can uh, expect to experience and to uh, see well, Jesus Christ, obviously, at this conference. Well, first of all, the best interviews have technical difficulties, so that was <laughs> that was a fun thing to jump through. Yeah, yeah so we're really excited to be part of this conference. Um, I am really honored to also get to speak, get be one of the presenters that will be um, spending time with the ladies that come, and then we will be providing the music. Um, both for the liturgy and worship throughout the weekend. And, um, you know, I, I am a little bit partial that of all the ministry that I have the opportunity to be a part of, I, our, the Vigil Project, we go to parishes. That's normally, like, our, our main um, thing. We, we go during Lent and Advent parishes. But then we do also do, you know, probably like five to ten conferences a year. And I will tell you, my favorite, favorite, favorite that I get to be a part of as a person, aside from being going to the parish, is women's conferences. And I think, like, in large part, there's something, especially with our incredible confusion in our culture right now, with gender and all these different things, the recognition that God absolutely has made something common with a bunch of women in a room that is very different versus just having, like, men and women at a conference. There's something that is the same that we can speak to in a deeper way and there's just kind of a known, like you feel known in a totally different way than you're at kind of a normal conference. So we're just so excited to be, I'm so honored and humbled to be able to come and spend time with these women and um, really encourage if anyone's listening, you're on the fence, you don't know if you can even, you know, swing it to come. I'll tell you, I have found in life being so busy and the reality is sometimes you feel like you just don't have time. You don't have time. Women are givers in large part. We have so many responsibilities. That when we give God that sacrifice of our time, I, I've never seen him be outdone in generosity, truly. And I really hope that, that people come. Amen. That's awesome. Andrea Thomas, thank you so much. We appreciate it. God bless you. Up next, a married couple tells us an amazing story. We'll be back right after this. 